0: Hey, what time is it?
1: <sighs> it's time for you to get a watch. <laughs> hey, listen, let me ask you a
0: question. Let me ask you a yeah. serious question. Okay. More, more to the people, but also to you. Do you like to have a good time?
1: No, I think I've made that evident. My life choices. Come on, come on. <laughs> Work with me here. Oh, I love people, to have a good time.
0: People of the Great Dive Podcast. Do you like to have a good time? Then you need a good watch, damn it. You need a good dive watch. And we're here on Great Dive Podcast to bring back the classic dive watch. We're going to try.
1: I know you got an uphill battle here, man.
0: We do. We do. Well, welcome back to the Great Dive Podcast, everyone. You're here with get yourself a Submariner Jamesy.
1: <laughs> and pain. How do Payne. How do you pronounce Blanc Payne? Blanc pain, blanc Oh, you're you're a, a, a blanc pain, Brando.
0: You're a fifty fathoms 50. man, eh? Well, it's classic. It is. It and is it's the French, classic.
1: and it's French. Ah, uh, we oui. actually I believe it's Swiss, but it was given to the French Navy. Right, right. And Jacques,
0: you know the the interesting thing. Um, I'm on Instagram, the old IG, as the kids call it. Well, why are you and, using that? <laughs> I'm a kid at heart. My wife tells me I'm acting like a child
1: again. Well, I don't think they understand. That's the appeal of us. That is right. the appeal. They, they complain, but that's the appeal. If we get rid of that, what are we? What are we?
0: So me and the kids, you know, scrolling through the old
1: IG, I have... <laughs> You sound you sound like an old man trying to be cool. <laughs> My kids are just rolling their eyes at you. No, no. They think I'm hip. They think I'm hip.
0: Okay, sure.
1: <laughs> sure.
0: But there are a bunch of little micro-brand dive watch companies that have
1: been popping up over the last couple of years. Micro-brand, eh? Yeah. You- you're equating this to breweries here in Michigan. Yeah,
0: kind of. Yeah, kind of like that. You know, they're they're like little little mom and pop. You know, one off. You know, they're not one offs. You know, they're they're making like small runs of these really sweet dive watches that I, I just sit there and drool over. I, I'm I'm a I'm kind of a nerd for that old classic divers watch, and I ordered one. You know, I ordered that Aquinas. You know, a couple of years ago. You know, uh, it was around Christmas time. They had a they had a special going. I was like, you know what? I'll get me a little Christmas present for myself. And this thing's been a beast. I mean, it's, it's a good, solid, stainless steel. What you would look at is your typical classic diver's watch. But I tell you, like another really cool one that I've come across is the Skurfa watches. Have you seen the Skurfas? Totally cool, man. So these these guys are built by a commercial diver over in the U.K., Who he's got kind of an interesting story. A guy by the name of uh, Paul Scherfield. But he, uh, you know, he was a kid. His uh, uncle kind of got him into into diving. And uh, he immediately, at 18, went into commercial dive school. Because over there, like you got into commercial diving with uh, COMEX and they just gave you a submariner. But then I guess at one point, you know, the the like navy surplus over there uh, they, they end up having so many watches and the submariners got so big and so popular and they're so goddamn expensive for a submariner you know anymore i mean it, it it's one of the if you've been a, a diver especially if you learned decades ago you know while people used to actually still wear wristwatches you know the submariners kind of like the quintessential timepiece yeah but they they're so expensive, you know. So he kinda of started his own little watch company and he's, he's he's making these really cool watches and there's a bunch of these little ones that have popped up that are all over
1: my Insta feed that uh, I, I look at and I'm I'm totally digging. Nice. Yeah, I just saw a video of a, a watchmaker working on a Rolex. Oh really? Yeah. It's pretty cool. He took it completely apart, cleaned it all up, put it right back together. It was beautiful. You know, that, that's something I think w- if I had the, the right tools, I could totally, totally nerd out. No, I thought of you. Dude, these pieces inside the gears and all the uh, springs and the specialized tools you need, it makes working on a reg look like you're a four-year-old with blocks <laughs> of wood. So you, you, you're saying I would, I would just get frustrated as hell. I think you needed to start when you were like twelve years old. I mean the skill and expertise, patience and the finesse with the hands and the small tools. This is gonna be a amazing. retirement job when I'm an old grandpa. I hope so. Yeah, you better start now, brother. You <laughs> you think you're retiring is the funny part. Right. But <laughs> true facts. <laughs> true facts. Nobody's no. retiring anymore. <laughs> Your retirement right now that you have saved up is going to buy a load of groceries in a couple of weeks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the funny thing is, is you're not being funny.
1: Well, that's the funny If you don't sit back and laugh at all, you'll, you'll just cry until you, you just want to end it. So just laugh. Have a, have a laugh. It's funny. I, I started doing a little bit of research on the watches when you mentioned we would talk dive watches. And it, there's a lot of like... Um, I don't want to call them conflicting. They just have a lot of different histories going on, it appears.
0: I I kind of agree. Yeah, it's kind of like a there's a bit of a lost mystery because everybody's got their own little version of the his, of the history, you know? All right. So, let's 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 have that talk what so what what do you know of as being the first dive watch?
1: Well, according to one article. See, I I don't know. I wasn't there, so and I didn't make it and so, so all I have to rely on are, are uh, articles. Lies. Lies. Filthy fucking lies from the internet. <laughs> Actually, the truth is there. It's just, can you sift through the bullshit to find the actual truth? Um, anyway, the, uh, the one that I kind of liked, didn't really agree with the other one, but this guy says the first diving watch should go to the Omega S.A., well, I think you're right on that. Oh, I'm sorry. Omega SA is the company, but the Marine is the watch in nineteen thirty two. Yep. That's what this one article is saying. And that's kinda he seemed to you know have a lot of detail to his story and, and something to back it up with.
0: Now in the the twenties Rolex was around and they actually designed the oyster, which a lot of people say is the original, but it's more of a, just a completely waterproof watch, more so than it was an actual diving
1: watch. Right, exactly.
0: You know, because the, the weird thing is, is like in those days, you know, when you were a, a person wearing a wristwatch, even like when you washed your hands, you know, it was just customary. You, you took your watch off your, your wrist, you put it on the, on the side, it washed your hands
1: because and, and, they were so fragile with, with moisture and water right that 's why most of them were worn by women they weren 't worn by men working uh because they would just get smashed up
0: right right men men were wearing the pocket watches for so right. long was the traditional men 's watch, and even like the hard hat divers used to uh, like weld or hang a, a a pocket watch inside the helmets, so they
1: had a little timepiece in there so they could see how long they 'd been down well yeah, i mean that and even the first I think it was Rolex that made that watch. Um, for the swimmer, the woman swimmer that was swimming across the channel. Right. Mercedes, I think. uh, And I can't remember her last name. Anyway, she uh, wore it around her neck. They made it for her, and she wore it around her neck.
0: Yeah, and those early ones were basically just gooped up with, like, beeswax. Oh, yeah. You know, just uh, to create some sort of a ceiling ceiling surface in there. Before they were really doing, you know, you know uh, what that oyster was where everything was everything was just like screwed down into that one big solid
1: well-built machine exactly exactly and i think the i mean they they really ran into issues trying to get the um the stem, you know, where you adjust the time and you wind your your clock, or your clock, your watch back then. To make that waterproof, that was difficult from what I understand in the articles I read.
0: Right, because that was, you know, in order to be it's able to wind it, it, yeah, it's got to open up. So to be exactly. able to have that completely sealed, that was a trick. Although what, uh, you know, that... That you know, when when we argue about the very first dive watch, that Omega Marine in 1932, what made that separate was you know that that the crown slid inside of a whole other rectangular case. Beautiful, ingenious. It's it's actually amazing engineering for the 1930s when you think about it. You know, it was a, it was a watch that. Slid into a housing of another just slightly bigger watch, and to be able to like commercially produce these, like I get like being like having just a uh, a craftsman sit there by hand and and make this tedious timepiece for one person, one off. But back in the the 30s, to make that like a commercially available watch, you right. know. In the 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 hundreds or thousands, I don't know how many they made back then, but you know this was a, a an absolutely fascinating timepiece to create and, and a way to make it completely waterproof back then. It was
1: pretty wild. Well, it is, but I think you're insulting the people of the 30s with your <laughs> 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 to to think they had fire back then. Those morons barely could.
0: like yeah, they were they they had like stone hammers. Didn't they have stone hammers back mm-hmm. then?
1: Well, yeah, they had to fight off the woolly mammoths, too, while they were working on those watches. They they, (laughs)
0: they had to drag their wives by the hair to the (laughs) campfire.
1: You watched one too many episodes of uh, The Flintstones, I think. Classic. It was my favorite. Uh, Favorite cartoon when I was a kid. You know, I learned something doing all this uh, research, too, uh, on somebody that we never even really talked about with the development of the aqualung there was another guy out there
0: doing it you're 100 percent right i came across the same name yeah are you talking about yves Le Pleu?
1: yeah i am exactly
0: yeah we got we we got to go back and uh do uh do a little story
1: on him because I, I was thinking the same thing as you. What the fuck? Tiffany. Everything we This isn't a Tiffany thing. This is like what the fuck is the world doing? Everything you know is wrong. Everything you think you know is a lie to some degree. It's like, wait a Especially minute. Especially if, if you've been listening to the minute. Great Die podcast for <laughs> 5 years,
0: <laughs> clearly we're full of shit.
1: <laughs> well, apparently, because this guy never even entered the discussion until we start talking watches. Yeah, fascinating.
0: uh, There was so much more going on with with the French military than just Jacques Cousteau, you know, looking at breathing underwater. It's pretty wild. And it was actually, it was was like you were saying a a minute ago, it was, you know, the military men that needed the timepieces, like in the Navy, in the Air Forces, like out on the field, that needed the convenience of that wristwatch is really how men began wearing Wristwatches, because like you said earlier it originally was
1: a lady thing well it was because they were not pieces of equipment that could withstand a lot of beating they were not for the men doing the digging and all the fucking heavy labor right you're... they
0: were a piece of fancy dress right right they were jewelry basically originally they were jewelry expensive jewelry And then, you know, once, you know, the the 30s hit, it became more and more normal. And then, you know, for for decades, the wristwatch was like a you put on underwear in the morning, you put on socks in the morning, and you put on a wristwatch in the morning. You know, you just, it was just so normal. And then the goddamn iPhone comes out, (laughs) you know, and then for the last decade or so. You know, you look like, look at the boomer with the wristwatch.
1: Hey, I'm going to bring back boomer as more of a positive, a positive uh, word. The generation below the boomers don't seem to be doing too fucking much. No offense. No offense, but you guys really are causing a lot of issues. The zoomers. (laughs) Is that what they are? (laughs) I just coined it. I just coined it. (laughs) Nice. Fucking zoomers, man. Just criticize the boomers. Boomers. And yet the boomers give you everything you have to there's include a, the last of the good music in the fucking world. Have you listened to music today? Oh yeah, the, I, I'm hoping there's going to be a a rock and roll revolution <laughs> coming. There's going to be a revolution, but it's not going to be a rock and roll revolution. Give me a oh, break. Oh come on, of course <laughs> there
0: is. It's uh we're uh where there is war, there is there is protest, and where there's protest, there's rock and roll. It's There's coming. no more talent.
1: It's Talent is gone. They've erased the need to be able to play an instrument or write lyrics or study literature to, to actually have a foundation for meaningful lyrics.
0: Oh, it's out there. I'll, I could take you any night you want to go. I'll take you to see good rock and roll. Bullshit. I, I can. You can't. I can. <laughs> you won't. <laughs> now, whether, How whether long or can not... this go on?
1: <laughs> whether or
0: not they're going to be... You know, accepted enough by the mainstream to be put on a radio is a whole other story. But there's there's still talented people out there rocking and
1: rolling, my man. Uh well, not in the mainstream. No, definitely they're not in the mainstream. Like, no. They they don't want you to hear that.
0: Because uh the rock and roll I listen to, they're telling that mainstream off in
1: every song. Good. They need to be told off.
0: Hey, you ever hear a Rolex? <laughs> <laughs> Rock and Rolex. There's this band called the Rolex Troubadours. I oh think yeah, I really like
1: them. I like it. It's a good name.
0: But I guess uh, if if we go back a little bit to our watch history discussion, I I think there's um, it's crazy because you you want to say that there's like really two, two that were fighting for that title. But the more you look at it, there was really kind of three or four maybe five you know different you know wa- you know watches that really kind of became you know the the standard a- as like a dive watch and and of course you know you had the Rolex which you know when when they came out with the the submariner but that wasn't even till later you know the, the first right real Rolex was that oyster in the 30s only because you know they they got it you know fully underwater but In 1953 is when, like, the very first what you would really picture as the quintessential looking diver's timepiece comes out. And that was with that Blanc Pond, the 50 Fathom. You know, they wanted a a watch that could go to 50 fathoms of depth or almost, almost 100 meters of depth, which would later become kind of the standard for dive watches, right? Having... You know, that standard of 100 meters.
1: Yeah, it sounds good. Not that there's a lot of people down there, especially back in that day. So officially,
0: uh, there is the ISO standard, the 6425 standard, which, you know, back in the mid-90s, officially
1: certifies a watch as being a diving watch. Do you know the, uh, is there a whole, like, uh, giganto list of qualifications the watch oh needs yeah to meet? oh
0: yeah you know and, and you know there's a over pressure test that everything's got to be able to meet otherwise you know they're officially just water
1: resistant watches which means you can splash them around right they're not technically a dive watch right okay yeah so it's got to have a, a rotating bezel does it have to be unidirectional or
0: unidirectional bezel yeah so early on there was a there was a debate in the dive watches of whether or not the bezel should be counting forward or counting backwards. Yeah, and then, well, it was the the Submariner that, that made it kind of the standard of the forward counting bezel. But, right. You know, some of them in the early days, you know, you would set the bezel, and as the time clicked, it was counting your time down. And, and this falls right in line with, so what kind of got me thinking about this was, you know, at the end of the end of the week last year, I got into this conversation with a guy who was asking me about my watch— and he was asking me, you know, why the why there's the little red section on the bezel. And he goes, because you know, I, I mentioned that because I've heard a couple of theories. Well, so like he and I got into a, got into the discussion about it, and uh, basically it was. The standard of 30-meter, 100-foot depth with the 20-minute no decompression limit, right? The 120 uh, rule. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it was, it was based off of that. So a lot of the watches would have like a 20-minute a red zone. Uh, some of them would have a 15-minute red zone because there, there was debate, you know, because they were using different times. So it was like a 15 to 20 minutes um, as far as the time goes. I think a lot of the watches went to the 15 just because it's, you know, that quarter of the watch. Some of them you'll still see uh, move all the way to the 20. So you <laughs> could, you know, hit, hit that watch at the beginning and you know that you've got the 20 minutes and you watch that countdown. Right. And then the, the unidirectional bezel was so that if you bumped it, it would steal a couple of minutes from you rather than let you run past that, that no decompression limit. And then there's some people that believe it was strictly uh, decorative, uh, but also the the two tone was to clearly identify, you know, that there's a, a a difference between this zone of the watch and
1: the other zone of the watch. Right. But it was in red. It was in red. So which is the very first color you? It's used. gone. <laughs> it's gone when you're down at that depth that where it would matter. So, but um, they could have used that. Um, what's the stuff that makes Makes the hands and the the marks on the clock glow. Radium? It's not radium, is it? Oh yeah, it is actually. Is it radium? radium or radium? That was one of
0: the interesting things. Is one of those very very early dive watches again from the 30s. This was a, you know a watch uh, the Italians, the Italian Navy wanted a watch that for that very reason that, that people people would be able to read, so they did put radium on the uh on the dials of the watch to make it have that luminous glow so you could read it below
1: the surface of the water the military actually found that really useful they had a chance they had although you know slim the stuff doesn't glow super bright but at least they had a chance to be able to read their watches in the murky water they're diving in you know this is before zebra mussels were everywhere so there's a lot of murky water. <laughs> oh, there's a lot
0: of murky water. And especially, uh, you know, the, the military water and the military divers of the day who, you know, were just tough guys crawling through the the underwater world, you know. Right. So being able to have a, a a way to read the dial in that terrible visibility, you know, the Italians were the ones that first thought of that. Um, and they had to watch the
1: Paneri radiumer. Panera, Panera—that's what Panera bread is made, named after. I think <laughs> it's, uh,
0: it was it's the bread watch. Bread. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you could get a great cup of coffee with this watch,
0: uh, uh, but it also had, interestingly enough, a longer strap. It was can, oh, can the, you believe? Like the uh, this was innovative. Well, a
1: they were thinking a longer strap
0: to to fit and wear it outside of the suit.
1: Right. Yeah, they were thinking. It's not bad. No. No. I mean the other the other side of this. So they're making all these watches for the uh diving, right? This is diving watches we're talking about. So they're making making them for mostly military uh military and or scientific. Those are the people really diving at this point in the game. Right. But they're making them so small like you would also wear it out to dinner kind of thing. But you wouldn't. <laughs> you probably wouldn't, right? It only, I think uh, the whole idea of having a diver's watch really started to appeal when, like in the 60s, when diving started to take off a little bit, you know.
0: Well, yeah, no doubt about it. I I believe, uh, you know, because it was in the 60s when Rolex made that really, like, wild, futuristic, deep-sea special that they strapped onto that bath escape. Yeah. Yeah, the Traced. Right, we talked a little bit about that when we did our multi episode about Sea Lab, but so they strapped on that uh, that Rolex Deep Sea Special onto the outside of the Trieste and dumped that thing to the bottom of the Mariana Trench, ten thousand meters of depth. Now it looks like a, a spaceship in and of itself. It's a huge, just chunk of metal with that big globe top of a, uh, of a big glass globe to get it to do. I mean, it's not really a practical, you would wear this out, you know, type of a watch, but that would later, you know, morph into something that was more wearable in the, in the Submariners, you know, as they were building the, but I agree with you. I think it was in the mid sixties and I think it was really Seiko, you know, that came out launched. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they took that, you know 50 fathom design and they launched you know in the mid 60s that wearable dive watch that just became just the classic for so so many people and just built such a following for so many people that it became a watch that was you know competitively priced i think was the big thing is it was a watch that you know any joe diver could afford to buy and wear
1: right Right. Um Although looking at that that Rolex that went down on the draft, it's awesome looking if you ask me. I mean, I would love to I would love to have that watch.
0: Oh, who uh, I would too, man. I would wear it to every diving function, you know, cuz it <laughs> I mean, it's an eye catcher I and mean, you it's can't got like help it. Like a dome. Uh, yeah, like right. a
1: solid crystal dome on the top of it. That's it's beautiful. Yeah. That is something.
0: You know, the other watch that's really cool that that I love looking at and seeing are the Doxa watches. Yeah, so the Doxas have been getting a bit of a resurgence on the social media lately, too. So I keep seeing these come across. You know, And and they've done, like, uh, reprint issues of these old, like, late 60s watches with, you know, four U.S. divers they were doing them for. They've done some for Poseidon. Um, but this was the original watch that was commercially available that had that helium escape valve in it that could really get them to the extreme depths so there 's like nowadays it 's crazy like there 's watches nowadays that are you know commercially available watches that are thousand plus meter dive watches
1: in case you in case you happen to find yourself down there <laughs> if you 're <Right>. the typical <laughs>
0: you 're like I better check and see if I've exceeded my no decompression limit. <laughs> Shit. Just in the time of me checking my watch, I added another two hours of decompression. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm never coming back. So the last thing you see is your really cool watch. Right. right, right. <laughs> well, the, uh, so if, like
0: that. ISO sixty four twenty five standard. You know, you had asked like the list of what it actually had, but and and there is a you know, in complete darkness, you need to have a visible current time, uh, a, a bezel timing indicator, running seconds hand, and a low battery indicator if it's quartz power. It's got to have something that indicates that the watch is functioning constantly so that's where you, you need a to second have a, hand you needed to have a seconds hand on there exactly and then you needed to have a timing bezel a, a 60 minute timing bezel with clearly indicating five minute
1: markings unidirectional
0: um it doesn't need to be unidirectional because i know seiko did a bidirectional, bidirectional bezel on i've got some a of their...
1: tri-directional that uh, you should try
0: well you know you living in space and time at all times i understand
1: I am, uh yes, I'm Doctor Who. <laughs>
0: um, so, l- let me ask you, like, so growing up, do you remember what your first, your very first dive watch that you ever got was?
1: Uh, yeah, growing up, I really didn't have one. But I did buy a, uh, I had a cheap one over in Cyprus. And I can't remember what brand it was. I say cheap, it was like a hundred bucks.
0: Yeah, you know, one of the, um, Watch companies, you know, little cheapy watch companies that we uh, had at the dive shop was um, uh, like freestyle. And right. they're still around. Mm-hmm. They're they're known for making little cheapy little, little dive watches. I think that was my very first one. You know, I got one of those. Yeah. Now, I tell you, you know, what everybody wanted, you know, at
1: my dive shop when I was a kid mm. was the Tag Hoyers. I had a Tag Hoyer, yeah. I had a tag way back when I was like uh my late late 20s, early 30s sometime around there. Lost it. Lost it. Lost it in a poker game. <laughs> <laughs> In a bad neck of the woods in uh, Redford. <laughs> no, Redford. I bet a lot of people know Redford.
0: I bet they don't. I bet they don't.
1: You'd be surprised. I've been on the other side of the world and people know where Redford is. They know all about Redford. probably don't get there too often anymore, do you? No, no. That's the other side of the world for me anymore. We just went over to Sandy's on the beach the other day. Oh, did you? Yeah, we go there occasionally. Run into some old, <laughs> just a lot of the old... R-U-H-S graduates hanging out there. Very few people get out of Redford. Well, they're they're out. (laughs) They just come back. They come back. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Well, that was kind of funny at the, uh, not funny, but for example, out on the ice dive, our weekend out at the uh, KUKA, I run into one of uh, Redford Union graduates going diving with us. Uh, That was pretty cool. I'm trying to
0: remember that watch brand that I
1: had at the,
0: at the shop. It was, um, started well, with you a had C. The citizen
1: citizen. It wasn't,
0: uh, it was, oh. there was citizen. And then there was There's another chrono, one.
1: Chrono. Well,
0: yeah, that's the one I'm thinking. Was it chronograph or like, it's, it wasn't there was chronograph because was chronograph Orient was a, chronograph was a style of, you know, that, that had the, had the additional dials in there. Um, I'm yeah, I'm drawing a, I'm drawing a blank. You know the other the other watch that we had, you know, at the dive shop was the um, were the citizens.
1: Yeah, the citizens were huge, inexpensive. Then they incorporated the dive computer within them.
0: Yeah, that I mean that original what was it the Aquamaster? Yeah,
1: you know Did that you, was a that was a cool watch that
0: that like back in the uh, early '90s. That's the one most people that were divers wanted it it, it had the digital timer in there right. it was a cool watch it had the navy dive tables you know written down right. the side of the band mm-hmm. you know that was a, a classic dive watch that i'd still like to get my hands on uh, one of those original ones of those yeah, I remember that, and uh, it, it was a watch that people were were buying uh, more as a piece of jewelry to show that they were a diver. You know, that's kind of what happened to, to the dive
1: watch. Why don't so you just with, buy like a crown or something? Well, that says I'm the, a diver across in in like uh, bedazzled jewels or something. Bedazzle a uh, uh, baseball cap says I'm a diver.
0: Well, here's what. Here's what happened is the dive computer came about and really made the necessity of the dive watch irrelevant. So most people stopped buying dive watches and they were instead buying dive computers, often wrist-mounted dive computers. Uh, but it kinda negated the need for just a timepiece. So what ended up happening was the, the the dive watch as we know it, you know, that classic dive watch that every diver really had in the seventies 80s. seventies, yeah. Yeah, you seventies know, and eighties. Once they got into a, bottom
1: timers, you yeah, know, regular be- bottom timers watches went to.
0: Yeah, right. it became unnecessary. So it ended up becoming a, a piece of jewelry once again. But I'm, I'm saying I'm bringing, I'm bringing the dive watch back, you know? He's
1: bringing dive watch back. You're like, uh, what's his name? Yves, Yves Le Pleur? No, the singer who's bringing sexy back. You're bringing dive watches back. Yes. Too many syllables doesn't really go with the song.
0: Now, the other watch that all the, the old timers when I was a kid in the early 90s that they were all wearing, in addition to the Tag Heuer, was the Zodiac
1: the zodiac that's one yeah
0: yeah the it was uh, the sea wolf i think was the oh i don't know was like that was the old Seawolf. Yeah, that's what all the instructors were wearing you know at, at my shop you know the the diver's watch for the the instructors growing up with me the zodiac super sea wolf was was the one that all the instructors in the field were actually wearing they all liked the sea wolf the Super Seawolf from Zodiac. Even though you know, you know, the the big one was the the Rolex Submariner. That
1: was like the the rich
0: man's dive watch.
1: Well, yeah, if you could uh, afford one of those. Although you know, they become like like a Corvette, right? You, yeah, you're in midlife crisis. Here's your symbol. Hopefully, you can you can use it to have a little last fling in your life before you <laughs> well, embrace think, the uh... downhill ride. <laughs> into death. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. You haven't got there yet. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, no, 40s no. is the no, new 30s. Now, I would
0: agree with you that the, uh, the Rolex, yeah, probably. It's
1: the Corvette
0: Maybe, of Maybe uh, you're, wearing, you're wearing one of those... Uh, uh, Brettlings or a ball? Now those are some those yes, are some beautiful watches.
1: Those were the ones. Now, the balls I are went to, yeah. The
0: ball. Now, I would love. I would. What were you gonna say? A, <laughs> I'd shank. I'd shank uh, my grandma for a, for 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 a ball.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i for, for a couple for a couple of balls. <laughs> I'd, I'd do it. Yeah, yeah.
1: I bet you would. You know,
0: i I told you I told you before. Like we when we were down in uh, St. Thomas with with a buddy. You know, he took me down there to certify his girlfriend. Got to stay at the Ritz-Carlton with a bunch of his friends. And, you know, he put me up for the for the week to do, do some dives, you know, certify his girlfriend down there. And uh, we went out one day, went out shopping. They were all shopping in uh, the little jewelry section, you know, the duty-free, tax-free, you know, this jewelry section down there in St. Thomas. We go to this shop. They got these ball watches. And... and uh. My buddy is a regular, first name basis, you know. And uh, the guy that owns the shop is like, "Oh, you, you like that watch? You know, here, uh, here, put it on." I'm like, "Ah, don't even, <laughs> don't even put that on my wrist. I'm gonna bump it they, into they something." They know
1: once you got it on, you're never gonna want to take it off.
0: He puts it, puts it on my wrist. He's like, "Oh, that. What do you think? Does that look good on you?" I'm like, it, "It's a twenty thousand goddamn dollar watch. It looks fantastic on me." <laughs> yes, of course. He, he goes. Hey, wear it around for the day. Nice. Yeah. He goes. Uh, he goes. Just wear it around for the day. See what you think. I, I was like, take this off of me <laughs> before <right now.">
1: <laughs> <laughs> I bring it back. It's not working. You broke it. You bought it.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those are. I mean, I mean, that's all been a dream watch of mine for for years. You know, one of the one of the classics.
1: Agreed, agreed. You know, those are the ones I would gravitate towards, like the Britlings. Always, the Britling always has appealed to me. Oh, yeah, that's a beautiful timepiece, beautiful piece of jewelry.
0: But at the same time, you know, I'd be so afraid to use it on a daily basis. That's why I, I really like these, you know, these little micro brands like I was talking about earlier, because you can get like a really robust, really durable, heavy-duty dive watch that you're not spending thousands of dollars on. I mean, for, for a few hundred dollars, you can get one of these Aquinas' or SCURFA's a little bit more, those FOMOs. uh There's a bunch of them out there now that are pretty awesome little watches that, I don't know, maybe we need an official Great Dive Podcast branded kick-ass dive watch or something to help bring the people back to the world of wearing a kick-ass dive watch
1: you have to bring uh horology back into the to the fold if you will the mainstream fold of diving how would you like to be a horologist like if you went to college to become a a horologist you have a phd in horology
0: horology i 'm going it 's going to do something as my retirement
1: grandpa job part time horolo- amateur horologist <laughs> That's what i 'm going to put out i 'm
0: going hang on i 'm changing my uh, instagram profile right now
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, horology enthusiast <laughs> yeah. james Mott amateur horologist that could be a tv show i 'd watch it you get on and you d- it begins like It it starts at like the center of a pretty expensive dive watch and kind of zooms out, you know, pans out. And there's you looking at your watch, sweat beating down your forehead. You're getting your gear to get. And then you you take a gun and you slam one in the chamber.
0: Let me ask you a question.
1: What really is a second? And then you fire the gun. (laughs) And they watch it; it's in slow motion. The bullet coming out, and then it's watching the the second hand go on the watch. What is a second? Well, it makes you. It does. It is an interesting question when you when you think actually think about it. How was time broken down into this base twelve type mathematics? And why base twelve? Why not go metric on this bitch? Why don't we have metric time? Wouldn't it be easier? Another thing to hate the United States for is we will not embrace the metric. Although I like to believe we're bi-system. We are both metric and imperial because we have to use both here. So we're like bilingual. So we're a little advanced because we did not embrace the metric system. We stayed base 12. Well, it's because we're true horologists here. We are true horologists. We are the true horologists. So I've got a link here
0: to close out real quick. Um, It's from a website, gearhungry.com. And they have the best dive watches for deep sea adventure in 2022. And, uh, you know, a few of these are right up the alley of uh, what we've been talking about. but for you divers out there that are looking to uh, consider picking up your own dive watch, there's a couple of pretty uh, sweet, awesome ones in here that are definitely worth a look. Um, you know, they say here that people assume that dive watches are just light-up wristwatches that have a waterproof uh, rating. People, are uh, while there's kids, some really. <laughs> And while there's some truth to that, they say that these are essential to maintaining proper timing while underwater for proper oxygen usage, so you know that this guy knows a lot about diving. (laughs) Style, accuracy, and uh, capabilities are all key factors, and um, uh, the first four of these watches are over $1,000 a piece, and then they uh, descend down the budget scale as we go. Uh, The top one that they have in here is the Citizen Men's ProMaster Diver analog dive watch. And it is just a very simple, very classic, old-school-looking dive watch. Um, And, yeah, your Casio is the next one, you know, just a a simple analog Casio, not your typical digital Casio that you would think of. You know, this is just a a good-looking
1: dive watch, you know, simple little – I had a Casio dive watch for a while. Did you do you ever have one of them? I had a, the big one with the yellow buttons that had the altimeter and everything in it.
0: Oh yeah, I had uh you know, I had the the classic Casio G-Shock.
1: Yeah, that, that I had my, those too. That was my yeah.
0: timer watch when I first was diving before I'd gotten a computer.
1: Well, yeah, the and then the Casio uh the one you're talking about we would strap onto the, you know, get those those watch watch straps that came out like in the early two thousands, the black ones with the multiple. Oh yeah, the military
0: uh, style. Yeah, strap, yeah, yeah. Now those are come like originally those are that uh, Australian Air Force. Yeah uh safety strap right you could break right. a pin and you're not going to lose the whole thing. yeah those right. are they're starting to put those on all uh, a ton of dive computer wrist wrist computers that are coming into the shop nowadays oh cool yeah. well that's cool because they're yeah. not
1: yeah they're not bad
0: the next one they have in here is is obviously one of the, the hottest watches on the, the market right now is it's that garmin descent dive computer watch which is a It's a beautiful machine. I mean, this thing uh, is a really popular dive computer for the people out there right now. Um, Fully digital. It's your typical Garmin in that it does GPS and literally does absolutely everything. And this one also has a dive computer feature in it. Full, full feature dive computer, which is nice. I'm not into it for that. You know, I mean, I don't want my watch to be a full, full computer like that. You know, one of the things I like about my computer i I don't want that rechargeableness you know i hear you yeah you know my wife's good at hooking up her little apple watch every single night i know the the second i've got a rechargeable watch you know is going to be the the second that i have a dead battery watch (laughs) on my wrist you know and um, my dive computer the same thing you know i mean it's already a pain in the ass you know making sure all the batteries for lights and strobes and everything and all rocking and ready to go and it's just that one more thing man having a just a simple watch with a simple battery i really like
1: yeah Uh, oh i get you i don't i don't wear a watch diving here at all well because it's inconvenient over a drive just the next extra work that i don't need yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I'm, i'm with you there
0: um in the warm water, I I've always oh, got yeah. one on because I wear a dive watch you know on a daily basis as a timepiece you know so it's nice having one that you know also moves into you can
1: just you know, keep it on when you jump in yeah yeah, yeah.
0: I mean I, I mean I've got a a, a sunto you know that I wore for a while too you know that that D six you know dive oh, computer yeah. but it's a it's a nice dive I mean it's a nice dive watch style that I got one of those you know Australian military straps on the i wore that for years you know that was my standard dive watch you know until i switched over to this more classic style analog one but yeah they've got the um they've got the the citizen eco drive pro master which you know personally i never liked the face of that eco drive pro master it was just it seemed too big and obnoxious to me easy I,
1: I, easy boy i'm just saying I'm watches just saying. have feelings watches have feelings man their faces all that they're all face they're, that's what they're all about is face sometimes i like the subtleness
0: and the, the easy readability
1: <laughs> of like the class, character i like the classic
0: bezel design
1: oh yeah well i'm with you on that there's really nothing to grab the bezel on that particular watch you know Right.
0: Now, they also have in here a, uh, a watch that Seiko did, the solar dive watch, that they did specifically for Patty. Uh, Patty branded a 200-meter dive watch, which is, uh, you know, it, it's a little bit louder. You know, it's, uh, it's a blue watch. You, you got to like your colors.
1: Well, it's like that classic Rolex with the blue and red. Well, a lot of them do the blue and red, but it reminds me of that right. a little bit. Mm-hmm. and I'm not familiar
0: with IWC.
1: No, I was just looking at an article about their watches. I ran across one on eBay, I think it was.
0: Yeah? What was it going for?
1: Oh, thousands.
0: Yeah, that's what I was figuring, too. It's uh, I mean, this, the Aqua Timer chronographed eye watch, I mean, it's a pretty watch, all, all pretty black with real bold white face to it.
1: Very mili- military-looking. Uh, Very military face, yeah. looking.
0: And, you know, later on in this list, they've got that Luminox Evo Navy SEAL Blackout Watch, which is a really yeah. kick ass. You know, that's a, another tough, tough looking, durable, classic dive watch, too, that, you know, uh, I, I've always had respect for you know, and, and have really liked as well. Right. The, um, you know, coming up after that, you hit the Omega Seamaster Planet Ocean and then the Rolex Oyster perpetual sea dweller which is a man another really cool watch but you know here yeah you know we're getting into the thousands of dollar dive watches you know and then that that brettling super ocean heritage Two, which is like you know three four thousand dollars for a dive watch and it's i mean it's a beautiful timepiece man well it's a simple it's very simple but it's elegant Elegant and elegant clean, clean and but still plan. functional as
1: a dive watch, too, right? Yeah. Well, I remember wanting one of those Omegas. Now, my—you uh, my, uh, remember, I talk about my, my buddy, my boss, who just passed away a little while ago. But uh, in the service, he was an old Special Forces pararescue guy. And when he went through Navy Dives, they issued him uh, an Omega. And he still had it. He used to wear it around. He gave me all of his scuba gear. Double hose rags and his old fins and all that shit, but uh, he kept yeah. his watch. He kept his issued Omega watch. Bob,
0: the only goddamn thing I wanted was the watch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: poor Bob, man. Poor Bob. Yeah, that's but, that sucks. Uh, now that watch had seen some shit, I'm sure.
0: Um, later, you know, we come to uh, you know a few of the Seikos. Uh, the the Diver's automatic deep blue dial watch, which you know, again, I mean, there's a good classic dive watch, a, a rubber strapped dive watch, good to over 600 feet. You know, it's a 200 meter watch, but that you can get for under 500 bucks. You know, oh really? And a good sharp looking classic classic watch. What one is that again? Uh, the Seiko. Oh, the, the Seiko. The, the yeah, Seiko that... well, I, I, uh, automatic. I have a Seiko, but I don't The have Seiko this one.
1: automatic. Yeah. Yeah mine is a, my current watch is a Seiko but it's not that one which is the quintessential classic just the simple black and rolex. black and white yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's the yeah. imitation rolex
0: i guess with with almost any of those you know you'll you be doing you'll be doing all right i don't know you know there's so many brands out there anymore and there's so many of the um, you know like i said earlier those micro brands coming up that you know, if you've got a diver's watch on your wrist and you run into old Jamesy and Brando, I think you'll be doing, you'll be doing all right to you enter just... a good conversation <laughs> about dive watches like a bunch of old boomers like to have.
1: <laughs> you just went up a notch in our book,
0: yeah, right. But yeah, there's some pretty cool ones in there, people. You should uh, you should check those out. And I know this was a a, a little bit of just a, a rambling about uh, dive watches, you know, uh, but. Uh, hell with it, I was having fun I, I I got onto that you know watch conversation at the dive shop the other day, and uh you and I have talked about watches before. I figured we'd just kind of get into a, a light little rambling about dive watches and see where it went so a little uh, again twenty twenty years the year of uh, uh, uh a change of pace for a great <laughs> well- podcast we 're going <laughs> we're gonna we 're doing things a little <laughs> differently so what do you least. think? Let us know
1: yeah i mean it 's it's a classic accessory that really screams diver, and especially for us, because if back in our day, back back when, if you had a diver's watch on and you weren't a diver, you would be ridiculed. Number one.
0: Oh, right, because it, it, you'd be. I mean, that was
1: your poser, the, man. The poser. You're, you're yeah. a fucking
0: poser. Oh, hey, that's a nice. Uh, <laughs> citizen aquamaster you have there how long you been diving oh i don't i just like to watch get out of my
1: face come on there were a lot of posers i mean dive watches sold like crazy and there weren't you know nearly the number of divers that required dive watches so
0: right way more so it was like uh it was like skateboarding T-shirts and actual skateboarders. Oh,
1: you, and you, yeah, and then you put them on four wheels, and they're like, ah, yeah, screaming.
0: Or, sur- or if you, you might have had the Beach Boys surf surfer hairdo,
1: but you were just hanging out on the beach
0: trying to pick up bikini girls. You didn't exactly. actually know how to surf.
1: This is a point of contention with, uh, well, especially Elena, because she's wearing a, she's wearing a fucking Van Halen. Um, concert t shirt on. You remember the old concert jerseys? You don't see those too oh, many yeah. often. Uh, so she's my, got my closet's full of them. Yes, know. we used to always have to have one if you went to the concert, you got the like the black arms, the black sleeves. Oh right? the
0: oh the jerseys, yeah, Jerseys, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the, the original concert jersey shirts. shirts. Yeah. Right,
1: yeah, yeah. So she's got a Van Halen one on and I'm like, you don't even fucking know <laughs> who Van Halen is. And she's arguing with me. Yeah, I do yeah. Yeah, you do it's a, I go, it's a shirt. It's a shirt yes it's a shirt. I, I have this thing that I've I've always had with all my kids is like you don't get to wear the shirt unless you do it. You know, like they'll want me to go somewhere and get a diving shirt and I'm like, "You don't dive. You don't right. get a no fucking diving shirt. You weren't even there. How can you wear the shirt? Don't be a poser, man. Don't be right. a poser." <laughs> so, same thing with these watches. Yes, it's uh
0: the uh the Misfits logo and the Ramones logo, oh, are, yeah. you know, are huge in the, in the Hollywood scene. You know,
1: nowadays, oh yeah, you see these well, people that
0: have no clue who
1: Johnny, Joey, Tommy, and Dee are. You know what I mean? They're definitely not, you know, punk rockers. They're main, They're part of the system. They're actually they're like the anti of punk rock. You know, that's like you know, Beyonce wearing a Ramones shirt. That's well, you know, that's the funny like thing shoot is, me
0: paradox. It is a paradox because at the same time, I can't wait for the Kardashians to show up wearing a Great Dive Podcast t-shirt one
1: of these days. <laughs> That'll launch us. That will be our launching it's pad launch us to, into to, stardom. To fame. Complete space. Outer space stardom. Yeah.
0: Alright, well hey, should we uh, wrap this up? Sign a, sign a logbook. I think it's time,
1: Brando. I think it's time
0: <laughs> to sign the log logbook. If you know what Dear
1: Dear Jamesy, boy, how time flies when you're talking about dive watches.
0: Hey, Brando. And uh, that one guy, Jeff, who's still listening. Thanks for listening (laughs) still, Jeff.
1: Lucky I got Uh, this watch. It goes down to 20,000 meters. Here's uh,
0: Yes. Here's (laughs) to to you. Here's to the super sea wolf in you. Oh. All right, everybody. We'll uh, talk to you next week.
1: Safe diving.